Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rhodes? Well, we're going, we don't need Rhodes. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. No, I am your father. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello, and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And uh, we're doing the top 10 movies in 1988 this week, right, Phil? Uh, no, I, I don't feel very well, so let's do something else. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. Uh, well, as we uh, we promised last week, we would return to our schedule, regularly scheduled programming this week. Unfortunately, whereas I was under the weather last week, apparently my germs have hopped the Atlantic and infected Phil, and now he's under the weather. So Yeah, it's just, they don't tell you that, you know, it can go through... You know, the internet. Uh, right? You see that? Everyone thinks the internet's good for so much, but there's the downside of it, too, that people don't talk about. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so now Phil has joined the likes of just about everybody else on the planet, it seems like, and gotten himself sick. So we're going to do a little mini episode for you tonight. Yeah, but next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next week for sure. Yeah. Top 10 films of 88. Yeah. Um, but you know what I think it is, Phil, though? You know, here's my here's my new theory, though, because everyone, like literally everybody I know has been sick in the past month. I think this is like... The Earth's way of like taking a trial run at that super virus that's going to wipe us all out. You know, the big plague that you see in the movies yeah, and everything. Yeah. I think this is the Earth's way of like, it's just taking a trial run. It's like, all right, I'm going to throw this virus out there. And then it's like, nah, that didn't do it. They're still around. I guess I'll <laughs> try it again next time. No, I, you know, back to the drawing board. I think if the Earth was going to do it, it wouldn't do it to wipe us out. It would just do what it's doing now and just have something which just is really irritating and a pain and just, just, <laughs> right. just makes your day even worse. I think that's yeah, what it's yeah. doing. It's just going to go, ha-ha, look at this. You're chipping away at me. Right. This is just going to chip right. away at you. That's what you get for deforestation, yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs oxygen? I don't. Right. Exactly. Here's what it feels like to not be able to breathe for a week. <laughs> so uh, so to keep it brief and, and merciful for Phil, and, and I'm still not 100% myself, we're going to bring you another mini episode today, uh, and we will do our regular scheduled program next week maybe maybe <laughs> not at this point but uh but tying into uh, all of this illness and sickness we thought hey what better time to share our top five movies about plagues slash viruses slash outbreaks slash end of the world type things yeah. so that's our top five today right phil yeah that's it and it's you know so it's a nice happy episode oh absolutely yeah. <laughs> every film's a comedy yep yep <laughs> oh we did say as well it's not it's not gonna just be zombie films as well so right yeah that's a tricky slope you know because zombie films usually are involve a virus so i i know i tried to avoid you know zombie films i think i have one that's kind of a zombie-esque but not really but um so yeah this won't just be top five zombie movies that's a separate list we'll yeah. do another time yeah definitely because I, I sort of touch on it in one of mine but uh right yeah yeah because i can probably guess which one but we'll see uh yeah i don't think it'll be the one you think oh all right yeah. okay yeah, we'll see Okay, then, do you want to kick us off? Do you want to sp spread the infection with your number five? All right, well, my number five is from 1995, and it is Outbreak, starring Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, Morgan Freeman, and Kevin Spacey, before he was Kevin Spacey. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a really good, just kind of classic Outbreak film. In fact, when, when I sort of thought of the idea for this list, Outbreak was sort of like the model film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's the one that's the most purely about an actual like illness. So many other ones that I looked at involved like end of the world or zombies or, you know, zombie like people or things, you know, weird, weird afflictions. And this one really is just about like 
a really deadly virus with a high rate of infection and a higher mortality rate. And it's presented in, I'll say, at least as realistic a manner as a, as a blockbuster gets. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know totally what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a true, it's a real life kind of thing, doesn't it? You know, if we have, if one of these situations does arise, it's sort of what would happen in the real world. Right, exactly. Towns shutting down, you know, and the military coming in and the scientists. And there's that great scene where somebody, there are people in the movie theater, somebody coughs and they sort of show the virus up close, like yeah. traveling into other people's mouths. And you're watching it in a movie theater and you're like, oh my God, you know. So uh, it's it's a good movie. I like it. It's not, you know, it's not a classic or anything, but I, I think it's, I think it's it's worth watching. It certainly fits into the theme of this list. So that's my number five. Oh, it's it's yeah, it, it is a it's a cracking movie. I've just not seen it in a long, long time. So I didn't I didn't put it on my list because I didn't. Well, the other ones I had, you know, it's it's just just missed my list anyway. So, sure, fair enough. All right, what do you have for your number five then? Okay, my number five. This is sort of like the zombie one kind of thing, but it's uh, Pontypool, the two thousand and eight uh, film. Yes, it's been on, on one of your other lists, I think, too. Yeah, it's just and I still by haven't Bruce seen Ma- it. <laughs> uh, you, you really need to. Directed by Bruce McDonald. And stars the uh, the wonderful Stephen McCatty. And the reason I put it on was because unlike other zombie films where it's the bite or you know it's a it's a virus spreading the blood, this one it's the virus. Well, also the the infected. It's not quite straight zombie. Well, they do you know go psycho and start tra- trying to kill people, but it's uh, it's all the virus is spread by sound by uh, by words. So it's also the guy Stephen McCarthy's playing uh, Grant Mazzy, who's a radio DJ, and he gets reports of things going strange. But it's all to do with just it's it's the virus hides within language and sounds and it's uh it's just really good the way it, it, it works and transfers because you you're not even they're not even sure what words it what words to say or don't say and then they they find a way to sort of become immune to it for a while and stuff like that but it's uh really clever a bit different because it's all set in the recording studio as well so right that's my number five very good choice i like it like i said it's one i've been meaning to see for a long time so uh, i'm definitely going to track it down sooner rather than later yeah well worth a watch very cool All right, well, my number four is a little movie called Right at Your Door from 2006, and it stars Rory Cochran and Mary McCormick. Um, And it's it's just a really cool little thriller. It's about this couple, and, uh, you know, the wife goes to work in the morning, the husband stays home. And I, I think uh, I think it might be even like a like a dirty bomb or something with radiation. I don't know. Some oh, kind of I remember the poison. one. Yeah, did I'm you not, see it? Didn't see that. Uh, I didn't see this one. I know the one you mean. Yeah. It puts all the uh, the cellophane things on the the windows. Right, right. So he has to, he's yeah. he's instructed by the government to like tape up his house and keep the quarantine out. And he locks himself in the house and he steals it all up. And then his wife shows back up at home and she's covered in you know all this ash radioactive ash and everything and you know she may or may not be sick but he doesn't know if he should let her in or not and then they you know it's this really great kind of do i let her in and infect myself or do i keep myself safe but you know effectively kill my wife type of thing um and it's just a really cool little character study very intense great ending um and it's one of those movies that just kind of came and went didn't get a lot of attention but is definitely worth tracking down it's a really cool little film yeah i I remember posting the trailer on that but uh yeah i'd forgotten about it to be honest well there you go i'll have to check that one out Yeah. yeah okay good stuff uh okay my next one is my number four is rise of the planet of the apes oh very good uh, so we got it, it's all to well we know it's the one with James Franco and John Lithgow the third one which is sort of like the reboot of the whole Planet of the Apes films even though it's sort of like a prequel to the older ones but we know it's uh, James Franco was the scientist he was working on the uh, the drug which will fight Alzheimer's uh, but it also makes uh, the apes cleverer but he ends up it's when the, he changes it so it becomes a you know so it's a spray kind of drug and it infects uh, Taylor Labine's character 
and kills him and it goes round and we find out it starts spreading. You see it in the background. It's not a major part of the film, but it's just happening in the background at first and people are starting to die. And then when we get to uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, there's a huge chunk of humanity has been killed and it gives us the whole, you know, whole reason why the apes versus man, you know, why it would, would happen because mankind is pretty much on its verge, on the verge of extinction. But I, I quite like the way they did that. They focused on it and we saw... We saw another aspect. It wasn't just the apes. There's also this virus which killed so many people. Right. That's my number four. Very good choice. I, I do enjoy that movie quite a bit. Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised with it. All right. Well, my number three is Children of Men, starring Clive Owen, Julianne Moore, Chiwetel Ejiofor, and Michael Caine from 2006, directed by the great Alfonso Cuaron. I guess it's not necessarily ever explicitly said that it's a virus, but, I mean, it's kind of assumed that as people can no longer procreate, yeah. obviously there's some sort of something going around that caused this to happen. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cool kind of, it's not quite post-apocalyptic, but definitely dy dystopian kind of in the future a little bit, and people can't reproduce anymore, and so the world is starting to kind of crumble a little bit, and uh, Clive Owen finds this girl who's pregnant and uh, has to sort of protect her from people who would do her harm. And it's, it's a really cool movie, very dark, but... Um, um, you know, amazingly well shot by Alfonso Cuaron and just a, a neat sort of, you know, dark twist on the future that I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, and it's uh, my number three as well. Oh, very good. All for your re reasons you said, it's uh, it's dark. It's it's a bit different, a bit more serious, a bit more realistic, and it's got some amazing shots as well, a bit with the uh, the chase and the car through the forest. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Things like that. The camera going around it and everything's just amazing. And then the bits when he's going through, well, just even the bits when he's walking through a, the city and there's all like, there's queues, people getting everywhere. So you just get the whole sense where everybody's sort of just given up. Everybody's just sort of waiting for the end. Right, really. exactly. Just it's, it's depressing. But it's one of those depressing ones, which is really good. Yeah, and it's worth watching. It's depressing, but it does ultimately have this sort of message of hope behind it. Yeah, you know, it's a bleak yeah. film, but it's not. It's not ultimately completely bleak. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's Clive Owen. He's not one of my favorites, but in this one, he was uh, he was brilliant in it. Uh, really I do. Good. I like Clive Owen. I, yeah. I think, but yeah, that's cool. Fair enough. All right, good choice. Obviously, I agree. So that's that was my number three as well. So what's your number two? My number two is 2010's The Crazies, starring Timothy Oliphant and Rada Mitchell and directed by Breck Eisner. Which And just, you know, a fairly simple, like this is the most zombie-like-ish one on my list where the people yeah, in this yeah. small town are being infected and sort of going crazy and like attacking people sort of, you know, in, in gory ways. You know, and it, and it could have been like a typical sort of over-the-top, bloody, gory horror film. And it has some moments, but it's it's really much more of like a suspense thriller than an out-and-out -out horror film. Yeah. And um, I really, I really dig it. It's one of those movies that I just... It, was, it wasn't It was a huge hit. It wasn't a bomb, but I don't think it's as appreciated as it could be. And I think that, you know, I think people mostly like saw it and were like, oh, that's pretty good. But I, I have like a real affinity for it. I, I just find it to be a very enjoyable film. I've watched it a few times and it always holds up for me. So it made it pretty high on my list. Yeah, I quite like that as well. It's because uh, I like Timothy Oliphant as well. It's the remake of the George Romero one, yes, isn't it? The yes, original, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's good. And as you say, it's a, uh, I do like the whole thing where it's the, the army of, release something or someone's got into the water supply which makes every good it go loony right right it's but just it's got a, a bunch one. of really good set pieces you know like when the guy walks out on the baseball field with the gun and like yeah you know, yeah all yeah. these these moments that kind of build up into this big explosive climax uh, i i just really like it it's a movie i i enjoy rewatching. excellent and it's okay it's not on my list but no it's a good film uh, i mean need to watch it again as well i think i've only seen it the once right right okay my number two is uh terry gilliam's 12 monkeys uh very good which is uh it's sort of like a remake or it's a different take on an old 1962 short film, Le Jeté, which 
uh, was all done with just still photography. Uh, so 12 Monkeys, yeah, it's the one with Bruce Willis, Madeline Stowe, Brad Pitt, Christopher Plummer, and David Morse, who we chatted to a few episodes ago. It involves time travel and everything because in 1996, a virus was released, uh, which wiped out most of humanity, so we're living underground, and Bruce Willis's character is sent back from 2035 to find what where the virus came from so they can get a sample not to change the past because they can't do that apparently but it's just so they can get a cure or a vaccine for the future and you know so people can go back up onto the surface but it's a brilliant film one of terry gilliam's best ones and probably one of his most successful ones uh, with some amazing scenes the scenes in the future where it's just bruce willis walking around in, like the big plastic suit and there's a big tire a uh, big line and things like that because all the things escape from the the zoo it's just it's got some great scenes like that it's clever and it's a good good use of time travel as well, where you can't you sort of can't escape your fate. As right, were. right. Well, Phil, I'm going to say you stole a little bit of my thunder because my number one is Twelve Monkeys. Ah. <laughs> so obviously, I agree with you. It's a great pick. Uh, one of my favorite movies. I mean, really, it's just a movie that I absolutely love. I think it is brilliant. I'm not a huge Terry Gilliam fan, so I'm not. This isn't just you know Gilliam fan service, but I, yeah, I do yeah. think that it's just. Uh, an amazing film from start to finish. I love the way everything ties together. I love the way it ends and and the sort of the the way it reveals things at the end and um, just everything about it. Like you said, the look of the future, even the weirdness of the future. I don't I don't mind that yeah. much in some ways. You know, um, terrific performance from Bruce Willis and uh, just a really really great film that I, I will talk about and champion anytime I get a chance. So it, it's definitely my number one. Brilliant, yeah. And Brad Pitt's fantastic as well. Oh, for sure. He does, yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, that was your number one. My number one then is uh, it's a John Carpenter film. It's In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, now that's interesting. I didn't think of that as a yeah. Well, I mean, I was it's been a while of, since I've seen it. Yeah, it was sort of like a last minute uh, one, which suddenly went, oh no, that would fit in this. And I do like a bit of John Carpenter. Oh, of I've course. always liked In the Mouth of Madness because. You know, it's very Lovecraftian. But this one, it's basically where madness is unleashed on the world because of a book written by Sutter Kane, right? which uh, drives people insane. And then it's made into a movie, so even more people see it. And you've got uh, Sam Neill, who's sent out to try and find what happened to Sutter Kane uh, because the book's due and he's, it all gets more and more. There's big tentacle monsters. It all goes a bit crazy. Right, right. But uh, I, I just like the idea where... It's a bit of magic. It's a bit weird, but it's it is it's spreading madness through uh, a book, yeah, and then the film. But it's I thought I started with Pontypool, where it's a different way of transmitting a virus, and then this one as well. It's also a different way, but it's John Carpenter, and I really like the creepiness of it. And it's uh, I do like a bit of Lovecraft as well, so that's my number one. Very good choice. I do I, I like that choice a lot. I'm, I do like that movie very much. I, I do love John Carpenter, and it's uh, it's a great pick. I didn't even think about it, but certainly could have made my list. Yeah, it's it's. It, I don't you know, know this was such a far reaching. Once I started looking at them, like oh, we'll do like you know outbreak movies, but then it sort of like it's it spiraled off into you know apocalyptic yeah. you know outbreak movies, and then zombie movies and then not quite zombies but sort of like zombies like 28 days later and yeah you know yeah, that, that almost made my list mine too but i felt like it was too zombie-ish you know yeah. and uh there was just so many different ones kind of different directions to take it in so it kind of got hard to, to kind of you know catch them all but well it's it's the kind of the kind of subject we could come back and do our on other five yeah, right ten. right exactly oh yeah because i definitely have some more choices that i like almost equally as much as some of these films that I, I left off for various reasons but it's a good one you've heard our top five everybody so if you want to sh- let us know your favorite uh contagion virus big outbreak you know play kind of movie because there's many many more out there i mean oh, yeah. you can as you've as you've seen we've sort of We've gone off in different directions, but if you want to let us know, yeah, we just sort of scratch the surface here. Yeah, if you want to, you can get in touch on 
Twitter and Facebook or email and uh, yeah, share your thoughts. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So share your thoughts, but not your germs. What is your What is your favorite virus for the way the world ends? <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's a cheerful subject matter. <laughs> and on that note, then, I think we will wrap things up. Now, if things go according to schedule, next week <laughs> we will have the episode we've been promising for a, a few weeks now, which will have the top 10 films of 1988, as well as The Fifth Element and The Warriors. Uh, but I'm not making any promises at this point because clearly <laughs> – Clearly, the universe is a bit against us right now, so so we'll see what next week brings. But there's a good chance, at least, that it may include those those very movies we just talked about. Yeah, so hopefully the Warriors will come out to play next week. <laughs> That's right, exactly. So, all right, well, on that note, then, uh, as always, we thank you very much for listening. I am Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Hello, hello, welcome to the show. Hey, that rhymes. Hey. You're, you're, I'm a poet and I didn't even realize yeah, that's it. what I was going to say. Exactly those words as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you know, let me, I, can I tell you one of my greatest pains in life? Yeah. It, I use that line all the time whenever I rhyme, yeah. right? I say I'm a poet and I didn't even realize it. Do you know probably 99% of the people that are around when I say that correct me? Oh. They go, no, it's you're a poet and you, did, and you didn't know it. Don't you mean that? And I'm like... I, I know that's <laughs> yeah. the, that's the joke. <laughs> All right. Well, my number five is from nineteen ninety. I just I just looked it up literally two seconds ago. And I already forgot what year it came out. <laughs> I'm gonna blame it on the illness. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah. The outtakes is just gonna be coughing and things, isn't it? I know, right? <laughs> it's just gonna be five minutes of the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> People love it. <laughs> Yeah, rise of the dawn of the planet of the apes. Oh, sorry, it's the rise of the dawn of the planet. It's the the rise of the dawn of the war of the battle for the conquest underneath the planet of the apes.